Kia ora. Kofusmithaho. Namaikitafari. Welcome to the House. I suspect opposition MPs and politics watchers observe government ministers and think, well, that looks like a doddle. But a minister's job is full of fish hooks, especially as ministers essentially work inside a fish tank owned by Parliament. And to push that line of metaphor to a breaking point, some of those hooks are hard to remove once embedded. Mr Speaker. Uh, point of order, the Honourable Mark Mitchell. Mr Speaker, I seek leave to make a personal statement to correct answers given during question time yesterday. New and returning ministers often discover this, or remember it, early. At the easy end of the fishhook scale is the fact that Parliament does not take well to ministers who misspeak, use alternative facts, employ a terminological inexactitude, or just plain get it wrong. Three times on Wednesday, ministers stood in the House and asked leave to walk back a claim made earlier. You've already heard Mark Mitchell preface his mea culpa. The others were the Prime Minister Christopher Luxon, who had gotten a tangle over genocide. I seek leave to correct an answer I gave to supplementary question during oral question four earlier today. And Louise Upston, who'd mixed up some numbers. Leave to correct an answer in oral question time today. Personal explanations for the correction of answers are not rare, but three in a day is a lot. At fault might be the shift from being in opposition to in government. Opposition MPs can, and frequently do, bluster, make wild claims, or just wing it with something close to the facts. But ministers are held to a higher standard. Not that they always like to admit an actual error. I should have been clearer. Was Mark Mitchell's euphemism for saying either that he was wrong or that he'd changed his mind. It wasn't really clear which. The ministers are wise to follow the rules and correct mistakes at the earliest opportunity. It's something of a safety valve. The need for accuracy has two main reasons. The first is political. Uncorrected mistakes can fester, and trying instead to bluster through an error can turn a quick walk back into an ugly climb down. But more important is the constitutional reason. Parliament is actually the boss of the government and the ministers, or in Parliament speak, the ministers are responsible to Parliament. The friction in Parliament can be over where that line of responsibility ends, which is another whole can of worms, and something that Casey Costello is presumably learning quite fast. She's a New Zealand First MP and Associate Minister for Health, responsible for everything tobacco. Can he assure this House that no person affiliated with the tobacco industry was involved in developing or writing those party policy documents that were given to officials? He has no I'm not responsible for other parties. Oh, but you are. Point of order. Point no, of order, Mr. Speaker. Somebody question for me here. Okay. Question. Just to be, to be clear, that the, uh, the Prime Minister does not have responsibility in this House for party policy documents. In something of a developing story, that was Leader of the Opposition Chris Hipkins on Wednesday, asking the Prime Minister about the origin and influences of New Zealand First's tobacco policy, given to her Ministry officials by Ms Costello, with the Prime Minister, and initially the Speaker, judging it outside that line of responsibility. No, Mr Speaker, yes. if, if a Minister gives party policy documents to officials, then the Prime Minister is absolutely responsible to that. Documents given by ministers to officials, they are effectively instructions from ministers to their officials. The Prime Minister and ministers are absolutely responsible for that. In that context, uh, the member is right. You've been listening to The House. This programme is produced with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk. Matawa.